Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Landon Barrios. <laughs> I, I may need to try. <laughs> Sometimes I, I listen to myself record these things, and I'm like, is that, is that really a good intro? Hi, I'm Landon Barrios. This is By the Campfire with the Barrios. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I, I want to try and find something different to use, but... I've, I've done that for so long and, and, you know, I know I've only pumped out, you know, a few episodes, but like, y'all don't realize how many recordings I've actually done, you know, in, in the, in the past and that never obviously got aired. And so <laughs> the intro is like, I'm still looking at this intro. I'm like, ah, is it, does it, <laughs> does it sound corny? Does it sound ridiculous? I wish I had something like, you know, Dave Ramsey or something to where it just sounds like, you know, you know, something catchy, you know, and I, you know, welcome back everybody. I'm your host, Leonard Barrios. This is by the campfire with the Barrios. You know, it sounds pretty cool. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm doing anymore. It's, it's been hectic anyways. Any, anyways, guys, welcome back. I know it's been a while since I've done a recording. A uh, lot's gone on. We've been really busy um, with my, uh, with my, full-time job um, at Dr. Pepper with uh, 4th of July weekend. So uh, getting prepared up for that has been crazy. And then just, you know, um, I've been, you know, doing a lot of preaching at different churches uh, here lately. So that's, um, that's always a blessing. And that's, uh, I've been real busy. <laughs> My wife just sneezed really loud. <laughs> you all right, baby? You okay? It sounded pretty rough. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of preaching lately and going around and we've been, I've been studying a lot about that and well, I've been studying the Bible for those sermons and everything. That's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's different than teaching a class or, you know, doing something similar to that. You know, when you're preaching in front of a, a congregation, especially if it's, you know, you know, uh, a congregation that you've grown up with or that you've known for a long time. And then, you know, I, I preached at my grandfather's church, which was awesome. I wish I would have gotten a haircut before I went and preached there. Cause that was my hair was all in the way and it was, it was terrible. But, I, but besides that, I was nervous as anything just because, you know, my grandpa's a preacher. And so, uh, you know, just, preaching to his congregation and obviously his congregation is uh is like my second church grew up there and everyone familiar with and you know I know everybody there and it was uh it was different than preaching at you know my parents church which you know I that that's really where I grew up it's my parent church um, missionary Baptist church in Corsicana Texas that's uh that's my church that I grew up in and my grandparents' church, obviously them too. And now here at Central Baptist Church in Athens, Texas, you know, been preaching there a lot too. So it's been fun. We've just been really busy. And I wish I would have been able to do these episodes a little bit more. But uh, it is what it is. Also, I got some good news. You may It may sound a little different. Um, I got a mic. It's one of these, you know, elbow mics. So it's got a muffler on it, whatever you call this circle thing. Uh, it's got a big old mic and the circle thing. It's supposed to like keep the sound from, you know, 
I guess is supposed to help it sound better or whatever. So I bought one of those. Sounds really good. Um, got more stuff on the, uh, on the computer. We are now recording through the computer. Now we're no longer recording through the cell phone. So we actually have a mic. It's a, it's a USB mic. So it hooks up straight to the computer. I got a headset now, uh, which helps me, uh, be able to, you know, do the sound, whatever. So thank y'all so much for being with me and all this stuff. Uh, I know a lot of y'all been kind of impatient and been wanting more episodes and I've been really trying, but I want to, I want to give a good quality, uh, podcast. You know, I don't want to do nothing that's cheap. And, you know, I know we're in the new, newer stages of things, which it's almost been a year since I've done this podcast. I think the first podcast was, um, October 16th, I believe it was first one with me and Mallory. So, um, so it's almost been a year already, which is crazy, but, and you know, I've always been, I've always wanted to do a podcast for several years. I never thought I could actually do one. And now, like now that this mic's in front of me and the headset's on and, you know, my notes are in front of me, it's, uh, it's really starting to come together. So it's, it's awesome, but I wouldn't be doing this if obviously I didn't have all of y'all out there listening to me. I don't even know half of y'all or, or I don't even know the majority of y'all. I mean, all of it, just random people listening to me talk. It's just, it's crazy. But thank you so much for, for tuning in and listening you know, to me for listening to me babble, you know, while I sip on my delicious cup of coffee. Well, let's get started. Um, I've been preaching the sermon quite a bit lately. And when I first surrendered to the ministry, um, or I answered the call, really, uh, one thing the Lord has been uh, really dealing with me, and uh, that's my prayer life. And um, as I was studying on prayer, I um, I come to the very quick realization that my prayer life is my biggest failure as a Christian. You know, I've been a Christian most of my life. In fact, you could almost say I've been a Christian my whole life. Um, you know, obviously, I, I got I got saved at nine years old, but you know, I was born in church. You know, every, I mean, every Sunday morning, evening, Wednesday, every activity, we were at church. I grew up at church. Church is all I know. I don't know anything else. But I realized through my walk in Christ as a Christian, I, I don't pray like I should. You know, a lot of times when I study, I pray a little bit when I study. And, you know, Lord, help me present this message as you see fit. Of course, I, I pray, you know, when I am at the dinner table and you know, I pray there for over my meal, mainly only at supper, breakfast, and lunch. I, I never really did. Uh, you know, it's just something that I, I just don't do. Something that I never have really done was, was pray like I should. And I'm not too sure why the Lord just revealed it to me. It's not like someone came up to me and said, hey, how's your prayer life? Or some amazing preacher came up and just started preaching this amazing sermon or anything. It's just something that the Lord was dealing with me. 
you know, about, about my prayer life. And I think it's important if you're going to be a man of God's word and you're going to preach God's word if, or if any case, if you're, if you're just a Christian in general, you know, you, you got to pray. It's the number one key thing as a Christian is, you know, prayer is communication with God. Um, we walk through this life and it's, this life is difficult and it can go so fast, but if we don't have that walk with Christ, our prayer life, you know, our, that, that constant communication with Christ, you know, you know, there's no relationship there. And so without further ado, we'll be in Matthew chapter six, verses six through eight. And I want to read you a couple of verses and there's a couple things if we have time, oops, if we have time, we'll bounce around in so, uh, different verses. Excuse me. So I got a notification on my phone. Anyways, in Matthew chapter six, verses uh, six through eight, it says, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetition as the heathens do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask. Number one thing, guys, we need to pay attention to is in this verse, it, there's an interesting part in the verse. It says over there in, in uh, verse six, saying when, when we pray to shut our doors and pray in secret, what does that mean to pray with the door shut? Well, <sighs> number one, guys, is that we need to have a dedicated spot to pray. Let me tell you something. It's not good enough just to pray in front of your meal for about 10 seconds and thank God for the meal and the blessings of your life. Amen. It's not good enough to pray necessarily in front of the steering wheel while you're driving down the road. Yes, those are, those are good places to pray. And those are good things to, you know, to, you know, those are good times to have those conversations with God because you can talk to God anywhere, but, but guys, we need to have a dedicated spot. It may not be a dedicated time, but maybe a dedicated spot where we pray to God. You know, we hear the old saying, you know, pray before you go to sleep, which is, I mean, I believe that's so important. You know, you know, a lot of people walk through this life and don't pray at all, but to have that moment with God to pray. And what we need to do, we need to, we need to put the world aside, put everything aside, all of our worries, all of our troubles, all of the drama that's going on in our lives, put it aside and find that place, whether it's on the side of your bed, whether it's sitting in your car, whether it's in the back bedroom, whether it's outside, you know, behind the shed or, or in the, in the garage or maybe on the swings. I don't know. But wherever it is, you need to find a dedicated place where you can pray to God and not be disturbed and not be troubled. 
a place where there's no noise. You can block out everything and it's just you and God and no one can see you. It's just you and God. Because when we pray, we have to remember we're we're talking to the Heavenly Father. We're literally entering into the kingdom of God. And I know that some of y'all may not quite grasp that, but when it means to pray, you're you're it's kind of like imagine if you're you know in the White House and you're you're going into the White House and you're kind of going into that that little you know <laughs> I, I'm I don't even know what it's called, but that little circle place. You know, it's a very sacred place where they make the laws and everything. You know, it's like, it's like entering into something like that, very, very sacred. And, and it's kind of the same with God. You know, when we're praying to God, we're, we're, we're entering into God's kingdom. And we're getting into that place where it's just you and him. And you can be honest and you can talk to him, communicate with him. You know, pour out your heart and pour out your, your, your troubles and your needs, your wants. We need to have that place where, 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 where we can't be disturbed. And what's important when we pray, and it's kind of it's kind of crazy because we 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 know that God knows all things. It clearly says right here in the end of verse eight. It says, um, "It says, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask Him." So God already knows our problems even before we go to him about him. God already knows what the answer is. God already has the solution. God already knows what the solution is going to be. But the point of the matter is that God wants to hear it. God wants to have that communication. Yes, God knows that you're going through some financial problems. Yes, he knows that breakup was pretty bad and you're heartbroken. Yes, he knows that your marriage may be struggling, but that job is just is ridiculous and you want to get a different one, you know, or whatever it is in your life that's troubling you, that's 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 become a stumbling block, or or maybe it's someone's health, maybe it's your own health or a family member's health or a, or a buddy's health, uh, whatever the case may be, God knows what it is. But what's important in prayer is that we go to God and and talk specifically about those prayers. And what I mean by that, I mean like naming each person by name. You know, and be and be very detailed about their concern and explain the time and place. Like let's for example, let's say um Lord, I'm praying for John Smith. And John Smith, you know, Father, he I I, I uplift him up to you, Father, because you know, he's got, you know, cancer, Father. And, and I and I ask you, Father, to to heal him, Father, and do do what you can to heal him, Father. And he's gonna be going into surgery at um 10 45 a.m. at the Baylor Hospital in Waco or whatever hospital. You know, and you know, be be very detailed, be specific about your prayer. Take that time. You don't have to rush. God's not going anywhere. And I understand we live busy lives and I understand we got to get going, but we need to find that place where we can stop and pray and, and take that time to pray to God. And it's not about the prayer necessarily. It's about building that relationship with God. 
letting God remember you and having that familiar voice calling out to God. You know, one of my biggest fears, which I'm kind of jumping ahead, but one of my biggest fears as in my prayer life is that if I pray to God, does God recognize my voice? And what I mean by that, I know he knows who I am. I know that. I know he knows I'm his child. But is it, do I have a familiar voice with God? Or am I just kind of a stranger to him? Where I only show up every now and then asking God to help me in these hard times. God, I'm going through some troubles. I'm going to need your help again. And once the troubles are over, once he's helped me through that, once I've gotten through that and life's all, you know, good and gravy, we don't talk again. We don't communicate again. And I'm being serious because, you know, I'm, I am, I, I, you know, this is a sin that I have, um, that I've been dealing with because I don't, I don't talk to God. I don't communicate to God. I, I mean, I do when, when life is good, I don't pray to God. Like I should, like I said, I pray in front of the meals. I, I, I pray driving in my truck. Sometimes, uh, I pray with my wife sometimes, and I definitely pray at church a lot, but I don't have that, that moment with God where it's just me and him. And just pouring out my heart, my needs, concerns, my wants. Take that time to to speak to him. You know, it's, I don't know why it's been bothering me so much, but I think the Lord's really dealing with me about it. Well, quickly, let's go over to Romans chapter 8, verses 28. Romans chapter 8, verses 28. You'll like this. This is this is kind of fun. It's kind of a kicker, too, because you know a lot of people get confused about it. But listen to this. So, you ever been to a place when you're praying, and you're praying to God, and you're just like, I, I don't even know what to say. You know, I there's no words coming out of your mouth. You have no, no, there's like you're trying to pray to God, but you're so heavy, heavy burden and things are going wrong. Things are going bad or, or maybe things are going good, but you know, you're not right with God. You know, you need to be in church. You know, you need to be doing the right thing, but you don't know how to approach God. You don't know what to say. I'm going to give you a verse that I think you'll like. Romans chapter eight, verses 26. This is what it says. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That verse, guys, I'll explain it to you. What that verse means is It means that praying a prayer isn't necessarily a language. It's not necessarily words coming out of our mouths. What it is, it's it's conveying a message to God. That's what it is. Because listen, God understands the language of tears 
and moanings and groanings. When you pray and you're so heavy burdened or whatever the case might be, you don't know exactly how to approach God. You don't know the right words to use. God already understands your heart. He can speak the language of tears. He can speak the language of, of groanings. When words cannot be uttered, he understands. And that's amazing when we serve a father like that, a God that we don't have to perform some, you know, ritual or, or we have to pray this, this, this certain prayer. So because he demands it, you know, he just, he just wants us to be honest. He wants us to be real with him. He wants us to, he wants that relationship. You know, I, you know, in, in David, in Psalms chapter 51, there's a, there's a beautiful, beautiful Psalm. Excuse me. I need to drink a coffee real quick. Mm. That is so good. And David, you know, David was praying this prayer. Psalms chapter 51, and it's a beautiful prayer. In fact, let's go to it real quick. How much? I got like, I got like nine minutes left. So let's quickly go to Psalms chapter 51. I should have had this ready, but I didn't think about it. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly go through it. Psalms chapter 51. It's really, it's, um, anyway, there's a lot of stuff, but I'll just kind of hit point it here. David is crying out to God, praying this prayer because he sinned against God. Some of the verses say like this one, verse two, wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. For I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is ever before me. Go down to verse six. It says, behold, thou desireth the inward parts and the hidden parts. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Verse seven, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear the joy and gladness of that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Go down to verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. David's prayer is a beautiful prayer, and I wish we had a little bit more time to read the whole thing but and really go through it, but that's a whole other podcast in itself. But David is, David, when he cries out to God, you know, he's realized he sinned against God. And he says, God, you're the merciful God. You're the God that can, that can cure all things. And Father, forgive me. And he, and he begs God to wash him, to cleanse him, to purge him with hyssop. And not only that, but in the end, he says, you know, and restore the joy of my salvation, of thy salvation, of, of your salvation, of God's salvation. And we see David crying out this prayer, and it's a beautiful prayer. But what I've often wondered is, what I've what I've often wondered is, I'll say it like this: I wonder if I could be there with David, if I was there with David, but maybe I was around the curtain, around the corner, maybe kind of like a fly on the wall. And if I saw David, would I see David actually saying those words that we're reading in Scripture? 
what I see David on his hands and knees, face towards the ground, crying, moaning and groaning. There's no words being uttered. I just saw a man crying in despair and distraught. But yet, the words we just read were the words he was speaking through those tears, through those moanings, and through those groanings. I couldn't understand it. Maybe not even David really understood it. But God understood it. God understands. I know it's difficult because we want someone to physically talk to. Someone we can see. Someone we can touch. Someone that we can see them understanding us. But but brother and sisters, if you give God that chance, if you give God that opportunity, just by your simple prayer, starting that relationship with him, I promise you, you'll start to realize he does understand. It's a tough thing to do, I understand. And it is difficult to start to pray if you're not used to it. My wife and I, we we have this little spiral now. And we just started it. You know, it's nothing new, but I mean, I mean, it's it's new, brand spanking new. Um, and on one page, one page of the spiral, on the top it says people. It's very simple. I mean, it's just it's very basic. It says people. And what we do is we write the person's name and the request of the prayer, which would say something like John. It would be say something like John Smith as the name request um, cancer going to the hospital this day. And we write those things down and we go down the list of those people. And then on the other side of the prayer, we have what we call things. And those things that we list are something are, are kind of personal stuff. Like we need a well house. We needed a tire rotation. Yes, we went ahead and put a tire rotation. Just praying, God, God, we're going to, we need a tire rotation. You know, let us get to the dealership and get a tire rotation. Simple enough, but hey, it's a start. We're just, and we went ahead and prayed those things. And we're starting to write these things down so we can just have that time to communicate with God. My wife will be on one side of the bed and I'll be on the other side and and we'll just have that that time with God. And what we started doing, what we started doing is it may sound bad, but this is how real it is. This is what we do. We put a 10-minute timer on our phones. And I know that sounds bad, you know, oh, you shouldn't be limiting, you know, your time with God whatever for 10 minutes. But you know, it's it's a guideline and it has helped. We put the we we start that 10 minutes and we lay it down on our bed and we just pray. We don't say nothing. She's not beside me. She's on her side of the bed. I'm on the other side. And we have a king size bed. It's a big bed. It's an awesome bed. I love that bed. But we take those 10 minutes and we just pray individually. Letting God guide us and 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 leading us. Yeah, it, 
it's a little strange at first. Feels weird. But once you give God that opportunity, once you give God that that time to build that relationship, your life will change. Now I challenge each and every one of my listeners to I challenge you to to reevaluate your prayer life. If you don't have a prayer life, I encourage you to start one. Start praying, Lord, you know, God, I send me to a church. Open a door for me. Give me the strength to walk into a church and, and start somewhere just to hear your word. Maybe you're a Christian. Father, you know, I, I'm a Christian, but I've been backslidden. I'm out of church. I need to get back into church. Maybe you're just heavy burden. Maybe life's gone hard. Brother and sister, take that time, just 10 minutes a day. That one spot, that moment where it's just you and God. And you can pour out your heart to him. Because remember, it's not about the prayer necessarily. It's about the re- building that relationship with God. Being a familiar voice. Not being a stranger, but being a friend. Thank you guys so much for listening, guys. I appreciate y'all uh, listening to me. It's been fun coming back on to the podcast. Um, I enjoy it. I'm still doing it. I'm still out here. I know it's it's been a while since so I've uploaded something, but um, I'm glad I squeezed this time in that I can. Um, I'm still working on my ums. I'm sorry, but... Uh, but I want to thank y'all so much for listening, and uh, it's been a blast, and I, I look forward to doing this a lot more. I'm Landon Barrios, and this is Bali Campfire with the Barrioses. We'll see y'all next time.